Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Okay, hold on. Stay with me, please. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> Mildred. M-I-L-D-R-E-D. And see, what's happening is I'm having to go out of here and be on the phone. And you can't do that. So. And I cannot do that. Ugh. Are you there? I'm here. Okay, great. Let's start to have the conversation. And whenever Dr. Mildred comes in, she'll come in, okay? Is she ready to come in? She should. She should. I sent both everybody the links. So everything should be working. And we don't have that much time, so we got to hurry up. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to uh, one of our very first podcasts. I have Elder Haru on the line. Good evening. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to have a really good rounded discussion on prophecy. Um, we are still anticipating that Dr. Milger will enter into the same phone call uh, slash situation. We had some technical difficulties, so we do apologize for that. But we are three of the elders for Divinity is Eternal. So I'm going to shut up and I'm going to allow Elder Haru to begin about one of the prophecies that he wants to bring up. And then hopefully, as I mentioned, Dr. Mildred will come in and she will add some more. And then I have some to add as well. So this discussion should be more than a half an hour, maybe 30, 40 minutes, because it's going to be real hard to shut us up once we get going. OK. <laughs> All right, Elder Haru. Well, this is this, this is from this is from um, a message I got from from Melodoma Somme. He is a Degara elder. And it says um, the world is an is an initiatory intensity at this time, and it, and as with any initiation, the fear of the unknown is more deadly than what is known. Mm. At times like this, we must invoke our medicines, our collective gifts and imaginations, to stop the spread of fear and insecurity, and to read into the crisis that is plaguing the world from the perspective of our human genius and its capacity to respond to our turmoil wisely. We humans have asked for this initiatory moment for exactly this reason. We were otherwise too comfortable in our defiance of the obvious, the call to heal in the face of the redundancies we are sucking into. Mm. So can we, uh, how does that interpret? Um, I, I, well, one of, one of the things I, one of the things before, there's something in, in chaos theory, before you go to another state, um, a higher state of, 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 of um, existence, sometimes you have to juice chaos or turbulence into a system. So, so, so all of the shields, relationships and the energies can be broken down. So you so once you go through that turbulent period, through the challenges and opportunities, then you could go to opens up the environment to extend the higher levels of awareness and being. 
So are we talking about piercing the shields of consciousness and or shields of because that word kind of sticks out and I you know there's some people that may not and, and included myself mm-hmm. <laughs> when we talk about shields and how to have them in particular um as far as the consciousness is concerned because I think that's what he's talking about correct yes and it's it's the collective consciousness that we have um through different cultures the different countries uh, and 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 different laws and, and um both from the social the political economics and mm. sometimes the systems that design is not compatible with the human mm. spirit or with the planetary um energy grid that exists mm, i see wow planetary energy grid and so you are saying that um mr somay is a modern day prophet is that what you're saying yes yeah, I know that he has some work that he's done with portals and trees, and um, we see a lot of his. Up oh, there's Dr. Mildred. Okay, all right. Are you still with us, Harold? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still here. Okay, okay. thank you. Right. Great. So that's very interesting. So he's saying that, and we were just having a conversation and we've started recording Dr. Mildred, but what is interesting is he's saying that as we pierce through the shields of consciousness, Mm -hmm. things will evolve more or less. There will be more or less. Is he prophesying that those shields would be less apparent? Because they are very apparent now. Well, what he's talking about, he also talks about, he goes on the further state. uh, We need to distance ourselves from the fear that is spreading and get closer to nature and to our ancestors. Um, Nature Mm. carries the magic we need to extend to the light of our collective immunity. And as the mirror of our true selves, nature wants us to immerse ourselves into her so we can remember that we are not the prophets of fear. And if we do, we will see how this pandemic is, is it called the self-check and an, an, an invitation to reclaim a larger power that we are entitled, entitled to. Interesting. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, and, and we'll come back to that, but Dr. Mildred, do you have any people that you would like to talk about their prophecies about or? Well, I would like to talk about Sylvia Brown. She's passed on now, but for many years, she was, uh, she appeared on the Montel Williams show and she really made some uh, um, predictions, some prophecies that are, looks like they have meat in them. They're coming true. I went back into my um, library to read one of her books, kind of rediscovering it. And uh, she made some predictions for 2020. And it was startling to read. Now, she wrote this in about 2007. And she had here that in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. And uh, she said almost more uh, baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, but it will appear again 10 years later. 
she said that then. And then she had also predicted that there would be a flesh-eating disease that would arrive at around 2010. And yes, it did. Yes, it did. We wow. saw that. And I thought what was really important now in terms of this pandemic about the, about our educational system, because we're all kind of wondering what's going to happen now in the fall with the schools. And she had predicted, and I'm reading the prediction, uh, by approximately 2020, the educational system in the United States will undergo massive structural changes. She's saying, of course, and we're glad to hear this, the teachers will be paid uh, more, uh, better. And that uh, for teachers, there'll be thorough background checks. And then the teachers will also have degrees, not just in their subject areas, but also in child psychology. Because now mm -hmm. we're discovering that the child's emotional needs are very important, just as well as their education mm -hmm. needs. So she's saying that elementary schools will have no more than 15 children in the class. And uh, high schools, middle schools will be uh, linked up by, uh, with teachers, assigned teachers with laptops. So she's saying this in, in uh, 2007 and that in high school, in um, college, you'll be able to be enrolled in any university in the world because everything is going to be linked up by uh, computer access. So you could be a student here in the United States enrolled in a school, you know, in France or what have you. So wow. I, I thought that was very interesting. Now, she says, now this is really um, very interesting. She said between 2008 and 2020, she says, I see a sitting president dying in office of a heart attack. The Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is what she said. And we know with predictions and uh, prophecies, they don't all come true. You know, I think, I right. think it's like maybe 80% sometimes they say, or lore. But this right. is what she said right. in two, 2007. And she said, the vice president who assumes the presidency will stun the world by announcing his intentions to declare war on North Korea. North, uh, Korea. Now that's interesting, 2008. Mm. And believing that there are weapons of mass destruction. And then he says his efforts will not, you know, uh, rally people uh, to make that kind of move and that he'll be assassinated before his term ends. So that's kind of Interesting, kind of scary though, but we shall see. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, what do you guys think? <laughs> well, a, a friend of mine a long time ago, he claimed this term that um, DC is the heartbeat of the nation. Mm -hmm. So, so, so right. you, you think, you're thinking about the heart chakra and then you think about how um, the, the, the Washington Monument was struck by lightning. Right. It's almost, almost, almost like we have like a massive um, energetic heart, heart arrest, and maybe that's right. Lightning was 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 a way to was a way to restart the system. Well, mm. one thing that we'll that we do see is that nature is fighting back. Yes, you know sometimes they'll say, "Oh, but man will destroy Earth," and it looks like 
Earth has decided, nature may have decided, oh, no, that's the easy solution to the problem. We'll just get rid of man. That's right. That's right. So the virus may be nature fighting back, saying, oh, you're not right. bringing down the planet. Oh, we just will eliminate you guys. Interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the prophet that I went to, of course, is probably one of the most famous prophets world known. His name is Michel de Nostradamus. Yes. Or Michel Nostradamus also known as Nostradamus. And as you know, he did predict 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, he's born in the year 15, 500 AD mm-hmm. and died, I believe, 590, 5, 550 to 590, 92. And um, he was an astrologer, a doctor. Um, but he really did also we're looking at his stuff and he really did foretell COVID because he talked about an illness coming in a dupe, a, a twin year. And you know what that is? That's 2020. Yes, mm-hmm. Yep. And he's saying that um, it would herald in through one of the quatrains, the ending of the world meaning the beginning of the end, so to speak. And so then he talks about uh, the ca- that, the, that the illness would start in a country of seven hills. Mm-hmm. That's Italy. Okay, yes. All right. <laughs> then he goes to... Um, once again, the twin year and then the emerging of this and it kind of disappearing. And so uh, very fascinating the way he referenced things because he's talking about them in terms of places and spacing. Um, he also talks about one of the, that it is heralded by a queen known as Corona. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> So you remember back in his time. And so sometimes the, the, the I want to add that the prophecies are kind of unclear because in his time frame, the references of itself are only told by the shape of the world in, that, in itself. And I'm not even certain that at that time they knew that the world was round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that this kind of thing uh, of prophecy ran in his family because he has a younger brother who is also adept at interpreting and giving quatrains. And so um, in what he talks about also is, of course, our use of trains, planes, automobiles. He talks about the, um, the absolute uh, invention of an engine. But see, the problem is, is that he has no words for what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a uh, self-propelled boat. (laughs) Okay, that will take you from city to city and create a revolution in um, travel. Um, So it's just fascinating. Um, I'm going to go to the next one because I think everybody in the world knows about this next one. 
and he is a 20th century uh, prophet. And of course, his name is Edgar Casey. Edgar, one of the things that, that is, strikes me is that he really predicts that China will become the seat of the world. He says this because he, you know, being the um, father of modern holistic medicine, he says that most of the inventions for the holistic medicine in the future will come from China. And that he, you know, he also mentions that the Persian Gulf would be a hot spot as far as battle. So there are a lot, I mean, there's so many people and I don't know whether you guys have any more. Mm -hmm. um, I do. I have one more. I have one both. more. I have one more as well. Mm -hmm. uh, go, go ahead. I think Harold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. Um, but we've got to explore them all. <laughs> this is from a book called <laughs> Angels and the Keys to Paradise. Mm -hmm. By Stuart uh -huh. Pierce, um, and basically, let me have this section here. Um, it says these questions are immature and historic. A body may occupy the same space as our spirit. By essence, is in touch with an entirely different order of experience on non-local terrain. Everything atomic is composed of energy that encourages and enthuses this particle to move in harmony. Therefore, we have the ability to, re to replace or remove old belief systems for new ones in a trice. And within our localized bodies, we have the ability to heal all phenomena by connecting with God's healing energy with all that is. Mm. So basically, basically what they're saying is that we are the co-creators of this reality. And what has happened, we have, we have left through different governments and business as well as well as all, even some of the even some of the religious systems, we have let the 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 the, the lower energy of non creation or, or the creation of lack to to predominate instead of tapping into the constant source of eternal energy of the universe. So as we transition from this time from this mechanical age to more a creative creative force of energy. Um, that's one. That's is one of the ways we could, we could get out of this quag quagmire that we're currently are, are in. Okay. Mm. okay. Well, one thing that you mentioned uh, when you talk about the atomic mm -hmm. energy, and specifically when we talk about the angelic species, because we had a mm -hmm. we had a, a session last week where we talked about uh, shaman Fay, and in particular, we did admit in that conversation that the the dark fey or elven kingdom was part of the angelic kingdom and so what's interesting is is that when we get into the angelic kingdom we talk about the uh, powers available to the angels as in some rep representatives as being able to actually emit the power of atomic energy so that's fascinating because we know that some of the arcs have that ability, as well as the thrones. And so anyone who can eclipse dimension may be considered, or any angelic energy that can eclipse dimension, that may be a consideration. So 
what do you guys have to say about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's interesting. It's a different way of uh, looking at uh, energy and how it manifests, things of that sort in the uh, mm-hmm. angelic realm and the, the powers of the angelic realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to encourage everybody. I know, Dr. Mildred, you're ready to go, and I'm going to let mm-hmm. you go in a minute. But if you have any questions, please make sure that you're going on our website and submitting them. Um, you can also use angelmessenger21 at gmail.com, or you can use, you can, you can submit them to Shaman Alicia on Facebook. Um, we are, the website is www. I probably said too many W's. Divinity is eternal.com and the other two individuals on here, all of us are elders therein. So I'm going to step back and let you talk. Dr. Okay. Mary. The, the um, next area that I want to mention are prophecies by the Hopi Indians. And they, they believed wow. that we were moving from this, uh, fourth dimension. This dimension would end and we would be moving toward the fifth dimension, but there would be some signs that we're, that this fourth dimension is ending and the fifth one is 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 about to arise. And this, these are some of the signs that they say that when you see these things. And they're saying the fourth world will end soon and the fifth world will begin. And the first sign uh, that they are told that is that when the Europeans kind of come and they bring thunder with them. So what they were meaning was guns. Okay, that's the first sign. Then mm-hmm. the second sign would be when they were uh, seeing when there would be spinning wheels filled with voices. So you kind of wonder, what is that? What do they mean by that? And that was the settlers in covered wagons. Okay. The mm. third sign mm. would, would be yes. a strange beast like a buffalo, but with great long horns that would overrun the land in large numbers. And, and you kind of went, okay, now what's, what's that referring to? And that was referring to when they started bringing longhorn cattle. They were newly wow. bringing them to the southwest and to the west. Then the uh, fourth sign would be when the land would be crossed by snakes of iron. Mm. Mm. Imagine mm. these were ancient prophecies. So what that was referring mm-hmm. to was the railroad track. Snakes of iron. Yep. yep. The Right. That's the fifth thing. sign that the Hopi said, when you would see the land crisscrossed by a giant spider's web. And I started mm. to figure out, I said, okay, now what was, what was, what was that? So that's dance and of the spider woman. No, they were, they, when they said crisscrossed by a giant spider, they were talking about, see, they didn't have the words to describe exactly what it was, but what it is, power lines. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. Then the next sign uh, that they said was that the land would be crisscrossed by rivers of stone that make pictures in the sun. I said, okay. 
Mm. Okay, what that was a prophesying of was rivers of stone, concrete highways. Mm-hmm. And when the yep. sun reflects on the highway, it makes, you know. Okay, now these, these were ancient uh, prophecies. Okay, then the um, sixth sign, I mean, seventh sign, I'm at the seventh sign. Uh, with where you would hear of the sea turning black and many living things would be dying because of it. Oil spills. Oil spills. Mm-hmm. And then the la- the uh, eighth sign, the eighth sign would be where you would hear of many youth, many youthful mm. voices. Mm. They might be too... Um, a thing for us to hear that would pr- penetrate the stronghold of the world. And we can kind of see that now. Young people are really speaking up. They're wearing, and they, they yes. were talking about yes. that time, the 60s and the 70s, the hippie movement, long hair, things mm-hmm. of that sort. Okay. Then the ninth sign they were saying would be. Um, kind of a, a, a something, how they said it, something from the sky that would fall. Airplane. I was figuring, what do they mean something from the sky that would, would, would fall? And what they were meaning was the Skylab in 1979 fell from the sky. True. True. Right. True. So these True. were ancient prophecies made by the Hopi Indians. And, and, you know, a lot of the Indians mm. had various prophecies. The Navajo did. The Cherokee did. Yep. You know? Yep. So there were a lot of, uh, the Sioux did. And the Sioux had the white buffalo woman and what that would be a sign of. So, you know, we've got uh, 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 some long traditions, mm. prophecies. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of piggyback off of that, Edgar Casey has a prophecy, and very few people have realized that this has mm-hmm. actually come to pass. And the prophecy is of pyramids. Mm-hmm. Yes. All from the Midwest yes. to the Yucatan. Uh-huh. And so he's saying that these were part oh. of Bimini, which was of a larger tactile plate. And one of the things that's very interesting about uh, Edgar Casey's work is that he specifically is a lot of his prophecies are not able to be mm-hmm. easily interpreted because he's talking about an expansion of consciousness mm-hmm. and talking about what what these pyramids mm-hmm. represented. And he's saying that at one point Egypt was part of the Yucatan, which was part of the upper mid Midwest, which we even around here, as we know now, may have some of the same yes. landmarkings as mm-hmm. that area. And so his definitions of it, um, him going back to Bimini, Bimini. And as you know, Bimini, of course, was and his his thing is going directly back mm-hmm. to Atlantis saying that we still have the energy zones. There are certain people that still carry lineage to that area. 
that's why they're missing certain things. So we really need to start studying mm. him as far as far as soul progression. And he also predicted so the study mm, of soul okay. progression. Nobody else was doing that. He was born in 1877 and he passed away in 1945. But his explanations of the consciousness of individuals and working through the consciousness. And as you know, uh, Dr. Mildred is a member of, uh, is it Transpersonal Hip uh, National, Hypnotherapist? National Association Personal? of Transpersonal Hypnotherapists. Yeah. So he really was probably one of the premier engineers of the Akasha as far as it's being known because it's all through his readings. Um, so we have several areas of study that are as a result of his readings. He is the most, the world's most documented psychic. And I don't think a lot of people quite understand what that means. That means that he has everything from angels <laughs> to all kinds of entities. And I would encourage anybody listening to this, go visit the Edgar Cayce um, Center because it's fascinating. You know, his remedies, the whole nine yards. It's in, it's so in, I'll let you know. Virginia Beach. Carol, I'm sure. Yes, it's in Virginia Beach. Thank um, you. One, I have, an, I have another, another prophet. Um, and his name uh -huh. is Philip S. Callahan. He wrote this book called Parrot mm -hmm. Life and some other books called Ancient Mysteries and Modern Visions. Mm -hmm. And what, what, he, what mm -hmm. he has done, he has actually went and did some research and talked about the paramagnetism of the ancient sites and temples. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the natural mm -hmm. magnetic electrical energy of, of, of different stones. Right, right. And quartz material to use for mm -hmm. these buildings and how the ancient world Use a lot of these temples on the, on the Earth ley line to, to to modulate the energies of the planet. And mm -hmm. one of the things we have to, one thing we have to, we have to examine, because um, I attended a conference um, like like a quantum physics conference and the high energy conference, and we had an anthropologist, and what she and what and what, and what mm -hmm. she one of the speakers said that we have to go back and study the mythologies. And the mm -hmm, iconographics mm -hmm. of, the, of the of the ancient worlds because mm -hmm. they had encoded spiritual scientific truths within within the within the magnetic, um, I guess storylines of the different prophecies and, and uh, icon iconographics, um, the the symbols. Okay. So and and, which, and and basically what it is is that the ancient world that they operate on a, a different spiritual vibration plane. Whether we're in tune with the natural forces of nature in the, in the universe, how it had an intersection on the cosmos, especially on this on the on the, in the, in the Earth realm, and she said is that what's happened mm. is that through the modern world, through the technology we do in business and the thought processes, is not compatible with the human spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure, because usually we do our discussions in 30 minutes, and I knew that this was going to be a hot topic. I think you guys did too, because we got many more people that we can. I'm going to ask you guys to just to say their names, and then we will probably do another broadcast on this, because it's just a, it, it is very fascinating. We even have some people who are modern day that are still with us. Um, and I, you know, so I'm going to be quiet. Once again, 
angelmessenger21 at gmail.com divinity is eternal uh, dot com um, and I will let you guys say a sentence to kind of summarize up what um, you're talking about and or some of the other folks just name wise that maybe we'll cover in the future okay uh, Dr. Mildred and hopefully in the future we will talk about reincarnation yes yeah and let me say that Dr. Mildred is probably one of the most foremost people right. on this subject, the spiritual in, DNA and reincarnation. In divinity so is that's eternal. I don't know that I'm the foremost, but yeah. <laughs> no, there's going to be, there's, there's a book that's coming out. So you all get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah. <laughs> Harold, I'm sorry. I mean, we're, we're just co-creators of this reality and we have the tools and the old world has the solutions. You just have to go back and visit the the, the uh, algorithms they, they provided for us. So we can change this world. And in reality, we just have to, we just have as a collective, go back and, rec- and look at those old tools on, on the, the science that, they, 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 that we were gifted with. Because there's nothing new under the sun, just mm-hmm. a different way of expression. Okay, right. Amen. Right. Thank, thank you for those words. <laughs> So I want to submit just two people that one who has passed and the other one who is still on this earth that is kind of a modern day prophet. The first one, and I will say this, gone are the days where you're going to see people do that type of prophesying. You're going to see more of faith healers and energy healers. Um, That's a prophecy from Shaman Alicia. Uh, But the first one is Catherine Kuhlman. Um, she is passed over, but there are many hallmarks of her. I can remember her as a child doing things on TV. She was the first of the televangelists. Uh, the second one that is often mentioned in those realms is Benny Hinn. And so we're going to discover more of, uh, of these prophecies. We're going to talk about them. Um, and we appreciate your, your feedback slash, and I know you guys, because I can see you guys are waiting for the broadcast to be made available. We apologize for running over, but we got a lot that we can talk about. Yes, yes. Isn't that right, you guys? Certainly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Dr. Mildred is going to probably do some, some podcasts, and so is Elder Haru. But they can do podcasts by themselves. You know, each one of the elders are extremely gifted and extremely intelligent. If you're looking for a group to join, please try to get entrance to the Urban Shaman. Um, Divinity is eternal. It's going to be coming out with some stuff. Anything you guys want to add? I think we've covered it, but we have plenty of room for future topics. <laughs> Life is like an elder room. We just have to get creative. That's right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you all. Thank both of you. Thank Dr. Mildred and thank Elder Haru because they were kind of, this was kind of last minute for them, but see how fast and quick they are. (laughs) Thank you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.